Hey, folks. Thanks for stopping by Castle Talk Radio, KTR, on PSN Radio. I'm here. I have my producer, Angel Espina. And um, Espino. I wanted to... Espino. Oh, I'm sorry, man. There I you always go. fuck that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, so the funny part is... Um, there was a quick read I read when I was a young man by Noel B. Gerson. And it discussed when one man went up against Commodore Vanderbilt. Now, if you heard that name before, um, Vanderbilt, Gloria Vanderbilt, and now you look at Anderson Cooper. Same family, same line. Became this guy who went up against them, became president of a South American country, Nicaragua. And in the end result, and Noby Gerson wrote the book called Sad Swashbuckler. And at 14, I read this book, and it inspired me that I had the freedom of becoming whatever I chose. And there's something called a filibuster. You've heard about it in the Senate, where they filibust um, a bill. And they will all read from a page, this, that, and the other. Well, a filibuster was a terminology also of a person going in to block something. And it's an interesting story. So it's a quick read. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. And now I'm going to get on to the story. Um, I'm about to uh, have it played here in a second. There was a video that came out. I can't remember when, but it was by Ubisoft. And the intro is... People forget Tom Clancy was very tied into the IC, the intelligence community. And I'm going to break this stuff down. But Ubisoft made a game called Dark Winter. Dark Winter was actually a real thing. After he plays the video, I will tell you all about it. With that being said, play it, brother. Dark Winter was the code name for a senior-level bioterrorist attack simulation conducted from June 22 to Euro 23, 2001. It was designed to carry out a mock version of a cover and widespread smallpox attack on the United States. Tara O'Toole and Thomas Inglesby of the Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Strategies slash Center for Strategic and International Studies, and Randy Larson and Mark Demio of Analytic Services were the principal designers, authors, and controllers of the Dark Winter Project. Dark Winter was focused on evaluating the inadequacies of a national emergency response during the use of a biological weapon against the American populace. The exercise was solely intended to establish preventive measures and response strategies by increasing governmental and public awareness of the magnitude and potential of such a threat posed by biological weapons. Dark Winter's simulated scenario involved an initial localized smallpox attack on Oklahoma City, Oklahoma with additional smallpox attack cases in Georgia and Pennsylvania. The simulation was then designed to spiral out of control. This would create a contingency in which the National Security Council struggles to determine both the origin of the attack as well as deal with containing the spreading virus. By not being able to keep pace with the disease's rate of spread, a new catastrophic contingency emerges in which massive civilian casualties would overwhelm America's emergency response capabilities. 
the disastrous contingencies that would result in the massive loss of civilian life were used to exploit the weaknesses of the U.S. healthcare infrastructure and its inability to handle such a threat. The contingencies were also meant to address the widespread panic that would emerge and which would result in mass social breakdown and mob violence. Exploits would also include the many difficulties that the media would face when providing American citizens with the necessary information regarding safety procedures. Summary of findings, according to UPMC's Center for Health Security, Dark Winter outlined several key findings with respect to the United States healthcare system's ability to respond to a localized bioterrorism event. An attack on the United States with biological weapons could threaten vital national security interests. In addition to the possibility of massive civilian casualties, Dark Winter outlined the possible breakdown in essential institutions, resulting in a loss of confidence in government, followed by civil disorder, and a violation of democratic processes by authorities attempting to restore order. Shortages of vaccines and other drugs affected the response available to contain the epidemic, as well as the ability of political leaders to offer reassurance to the American people. This led to great public anxiety and flight by people desperate to get vaccinated, and it had a significant effect on the decisions taken by political. In addition, Dark Winter revealed that a catastrophic biowarfare event in the United States would lead to considerably reduced U.S. strategic flexibility abroad. Current organizational structures and capabilities are not well suited for the management of a biowarfare attack. Dark Winter revealed that major fault lines exist between different levels of government, between government and the private sector, among different institutions and agencies, and within the public and private sector. Leaders are unfamiliar with the character of bioterrorist attacks, available policy options, and their consequences. Federal and state priorities may be unclear, differ, or conflict. Authorities may be uncertain and constitutional issues may arise. For example, state leaders wanted control of decisions regarding the imposition of disease containment measures, the closure of state borders to all traffic and transportation, and when or whether to close airports. Federal officials, on the other hand, argued that such issues were best decided on a national basis to ensure consistency and to give the president maximum control of military and public safety assets. Leaders in states most affected by smallpox wanted immediate access to smallpox vaccine for all citizens of their states, but the federal government had to balance these requests against military and other national priorities. State leaders were opposed to federalizing the National Guard, which they were relying on to support logistical and public supply needs, while a number of federal leaders argued that the National Guard should be federalized. There is no surge capability in the U.S. healthcare and public health systems, or in the pharmaceutical and vaccine industries. The exercise was designed to simulate a sudden and unexpected biowarfare event for which the United States healthcare system was unprepared. In the absence of sufficient preparation, Dark Winter revealed that the lack of sufficient vaccine or drugs to prevent the spread of disease severely limited management options. Due to the institutionally limited surge capacity of the American healthcare system, hospitals quickly became overwhelmed and rendered effectively inoperable by the sudden and continued influx of new cases, exacerbated by patients with common illnesses who feared they might have smallpox, and people who were otherwise healthy, but concerned about their possible exposure, the challenges of making correct diagnoses and rationing scarce resources, 
combined with shortages of healthcare staff, who were themselves worried about becoming infected or bringing infection home to their families, imposed a huge burden on the healthcare system. The simulation also noted that while demand was highest in cities and states that had been directly attacked, by the time victims became symptomatic, they were geographically dispersed, with some having traveled far from the original attack site. The simulation also found that without sufficient surge capability, public health agencies' analysis of the scope, source and progress of the epidemic was greatly impeded, as was their ability to educate and reassure the public, and their capacity to limit casualties in the spread of disease. For example, even after the smallpox attack was recognized, decision-makers were confronted with many uncertainties and wanted information that was not immediately available. Without accurate and timely information, participants found it difficult to quickly identify the locations of the original attacks. To immediately predict the likely size of the epidemic on the basis of initial cases. To know how many people were exposed. To find out how many were hospitalized and where. Or to keep track of how many had been vaccinated. Dealing with the media will be a major immediate challenge for all levels of government. Dark Winter revealed that information management and communication will be a critical element in crisis consequence management. For example, participants worried that it would not be possible to forcibly impose vaccination or travel restrictions on large groups of the population without their general cooperation. To gain that cooperation, the president and other leaders in Dark Winter recognized the importance of persuading their constituents that there was fairness in the distribution of vaccine and other scarce resources, that the disease containment measures were for the general good of society, that all possible measures were being taken to prevent the further spread of the disease, and that the government remained firmly in control despite the expanding epidemic. Should a contagious bioweapon pathogen be used, containing the spread of disease will present significant ethical political, cultural, operational, and legal challenges. In dark winter, some members advise the imposition of geographic quarantines around affected areas, but the implications of these measures were not clearly understood at first. In the end, it is not clear whether such draconian measures would have led to a more effective interruption of disease spread. What's more allocation of scarce resources necessitated some degree of rationing, creating conflict and significant debate between participants representing competing interests. Key participants, in popular culture, Tom Clancy's The Division, a video game inspired by Dark Winter. Hey! Now, you heard that. That's from uh, Wiki Voice, if memory serves. And what I'll say about that. In 2001, June 22nd to 23, uh, it, it's computerized voice, very hard to understand. But here's what really happened. It was a real exercise. Uh, this is something that you need to understand. It's uh, factual, it happened, and it's a tabletop operation. It's like I've talked on my own show about Operation Internal Look, which was the Gulf War before the Gulf War. And that happened in Florida, a certain Air Force base. I believe it was Eglin, if memory serves. And it, no, it wasn't Eglin. It, it's the one that got shut down by the hurricane. Anyways, um... That was the war before the war. Really interesting time. 
Uh, first of FSG military policemen were sent there for that um, as security. First time I met General Swarskov and others had met him. Uh, that's a real deal. And then they changed it from Operation Internal Look because OIL, Operation Internal Look, was about oil, right? Think about it. OIL. And so they renamed it. It's, it's um, uh, Exercise Internal Look. Anyways, that's what they did. It's the same kind of bullshit. Uh, this is not new. And that was back in 1990. Before, I think it was uh, in April, if memory serves correctly. And that's another funny thing. If you look at the ambassador's name to uh, Iraq at that time. So there's some interesting aspects to this. We have something called Dark Winter. What are you going through now? A media-fueled hysteria. That's what you have. Um, everybody has to wear a mask. I understand that people have their old, if they have stuff, but what they don't tell you is this started in 56, and I'm about to break down some stuff to you folks. And it was Disease X. That's what it was called. And then it became, it became Clade X. Dark Winter was in June 22nd to the 23rd of 2001. That was before we ever went into Afghanistan. And 9-11 happened. Just some interesting things. And after that, we had Atlantic Storm. Same kind of thing. But what they don't tell you and both of those, uh, the division and in the operation, there was also the Peerbright Institute developed a patented coronavirus. It was not COVID-19. Okay. That is not the case. It was just a coronavirus. And it coincided with the smallpox outbreak. Now, like I said, it's a tabletop a virtual tabletop, a computer. And you have to remember the technology in 2001. You know, everybody thinks in 2001, everybody had cell phone cameras. No, you didn't. Nobody did. We look at it now and think it's normal. Why didn't you have a camera? Why didn't you take a picture? Well, maybe pictures didn't exist at that time. Unless you had a camera. And if you're involved in an operation, you're not taking the camera into it. It's a classified thing. It encompassed completely every federal agency. And remember, I, I said this on my last show. I said it very clearly. All agencies were involved. Now, you look at um, Anthony Fauci, right? Tony! My buddy, Tony, MD, fellow Dago, Paisan, right? Uh, he went into NIAD in 84. That's a fact. Uh, he was a failure with the HIV AIDS 
bullshit. Um, he has felt upwards. I've talked to the, I, I believe on my first show here on PSN radio, I talked about people felling upwards, you know, uh, he, he's the biggest one of them all. Um, and then he reversed himself several times. First, it's the World Health Organization. Then the CDC gives us guidance. No mask. Then mask. And no mask. Uh, close it. Open it. it. It's all mixed signals. And it's because they knew, and it said in that part, it said that there are problems constitutionally in Western society with doing what they just did. The lawsuits are going to fly. If you disbelieve me, please disabuse yourself of that. These lawsuits have just begun because you have, look, small business is the majority employer of everything the commerce America does. It's the leader, and it hires the most people. And the only people who made money are, let's think about it, Amazon, Bezos, all the little things that you see sprouting, uh, AB, uh, uh, Alphabet, uh, you see, what is it, um, it's not... Anyways, I'm mind dumping now, but you see all these platforms growing, eBay, all that. When you think about it, that's how people are shopping now. And yeah, they go to the stores, but the stores are Kroger, Walmart, um, Walmart's offshoot, the big box store, uh, being able to get your home and gardening done from, um, I never use that store, so I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I just remember they have a green and a black sign. I think that's how little I've been there. Home Depot. These kind of things have thrived. Now you have stores like uh, Pier 1 Imports going under. That was a major chain. But they're not making money. Um, a lot of the other stores that you see, the mom and pops, if you live in a small town like I do, if you live in a large town, the mom and pops, they're the ones who are flailing. And then you have politicians. It talked about politicians arguing. Because they all argue of their own fiefdoms. It's the same thing with the SES and SIS, as I said before, everybody is the director of their own little fiefdom. That's what they control. That's their little bailiwick. And they are tenacious in the defense of being able to stay there because they want to retire there. And they make multiples of six figures by the time they're in the SES and, SA and SIS. This is a problem. We've developed, and they could give a fuck about the oath they took. I always cared about my oath, always, 
because it was my word. It was my right hand held up. It was my time to say, yes, I will protect, defend the Constitution of the United States. And I will also listen to all orders given to me. But I also had the choice, as everybody does, to negate an illegal order. An illegal order is simply one thing. If it violates the Constitution, even under the UCMJ, we fell under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. We weren't even covered by the Constitution. There's an article called Article 129 of the UCMJ. If a commander wanted to prosecute you, he could prosecute you because you put your toilet paper on the wrong way. I am not fucking joking. That's for real. And give you an NJP, non-judicial punishment. Anyways, my point being is the more important part was that we stayed true. Everybody in 1st FSG did. Everybody when I was in the 73rd Infantry Brigade. Everybody when I was working in Europe, Usurer. Everybody when I was working in ADAC. We always paid attention to the Constitution because while we're not subject to it, we have to make sure we don't violate it. What have you seen lately? Governors, mayors, and many other folks. Ah, fuck the Constitution. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to protect my fiefdom. Fauci reverses himself completely. Ah, this was probably a big mistake. Yeah, really, buddy? Are you going to pay a price for this? I hope you get sued into oblivion over this. Because you have destroyed businesses. Your little happy smile on your wiki page doesn't make me give good feelings towards you. Because you did this. And Burks, I'll say a lot. I'll talk shit about a lot of people. And I won't say shit about Burks because she was the first one that said, I don't even trust CDC now. She said this. Folks, this is Dark Winter they executed. And there was a reason for it. And I'll tell you the reason. It was to throw Trump out. It is a real disease. It is something that the Chinese bioweaponed. And it, it bioweapon doesn't mean I think they created it. And some Wuhan thing. I believe it did come out of there. I think it was an accidental release. When they realized they had a problem, they knew their economy was going to get fucked by it. And in all honesty, they just said, fuck it. Let it go everywhere because the only flights that left out of Wuhan were going to Europe, America, South America, Australia, everywhere but China. That's a fact. You can look it up. Fact check me. Don't believe me. Fact check it. There was no internal flights. They didn't fly to Beijing. They flew to everywhere there was a problem. And, and, and then when you think about it logically, 
There was a problem in Hong Kong before this happened. Taiwan's always been an issue. And Taiwan blew the whistle on it, and the World Health Organization said, we don't trust Taiwan. Imagine fucking that. We don't trust Taiwan. Because it's not China. Yet they were being affected. So, during this time, it, it looks like uh, I have some more time. Uh, I would love to have, and I'm going to braid this into Jade Helm too, folks. Don't think I'm not. Um, if I could, can I please get uh, the division so everybody who has never seen that commercial for it or heard it can hear it within these... Uh, Within this show, brother? All you gotta do is say politically. In 2001, a real-world exercise tested the emergency response to a bioterror attack on the continental United States. The operation was called Dark Winter. Within just a few days, the simulation spiraled out of control. The operation predicted a rapid breakdown in essential institutions, civil disorder, and massive civilian casualties. Dark winter has revealed how vulnerable we've become. Our lifestyle, our security, our safety, depends on a delicate and unstable economy. We've created a system so complicated that we no longer understand how to control it. Oil, power, shipping, transport. We live in a complex world. And the more complex it gets, the more fragile it becomes. The system is built on a global supply chain that gets things where they're needed, just in time. We've created a house of cards. Remove just one, and everything falls apart. And what's fueling the system? Money. Americans can spend $90 billion in a single day of shopping. Last year, 200 million people swarmed their local stores on November 23rd. We call that day Black Friday. Did you know that a flu virus can survive on the surface of a banknote for up to 17 days? One day there will be a pandemic. It could begin during the crush of Black Friday sales. A pathogen will jump from tainted banknotes to human skin, onto food, toys, children, and loved ones. By the time patient zero feels the first sore throat, millions of people will already be infected. From this point, the breakdown will happen fast. Day one, hospitals will reach capacity. Panic will strike. Day two, quarantine zones will be established. Resources will be rationed. Transport will go into lockdown. Day three, international trade will stop. The oil will dry up. The stock market will collapse. Day four, the power will fail. The shelves will be empty. The taps will run dry. And once hunger and despair take hold, People will do anything for survival. By day five, everyone will be a potential threat. In 2007, a new presidential directive was signed quietly into law. This maps out the government's response to a crisis, a plan to cope with a real dark winter. It is known as Directive 51. There are rumors of shadow agencies, sleeper cells, covert agents, but nothing can be confirmed. Our complex world is primed for breakdown. And once the chaos strikes, 
There won't be resources to save us all. The only question left is, what will it take to save what remains? Yeah, you notice they said uh, covert agents and stuff. Okay, now, the reality of this, that uh, the video from a friend of mine, I don't play videos, I can't. It's a funny thing. Uh, I just... I just never cared about playing videos. So after Defender left, I haven't done that for years. Okay. I played it in the arcades and I also had a, um, oh, what the hell was that called? A um, uh, Atari and a, um, I can't remember the other game system. And Defender was the last game I ever played. Didn't care about it. Uh, videos were just something you dumped quarters in. Um, my point being is a bro of mine alerted me to this. And I was like, wow, man, that's pretty relevant. Now, they mentioned Directive 51. That was signed by the president in 2007. That being George W. Bush. Junior did that. That's what you're looking at and you're facing now. That's what gives them the authority to do this. Totally unconstitutional. There's a reason why I bring up the Constitution because there's a fact. Even federal employees, if they hold their oath sacred, know this. And, and many of them I know know this. And they agree with it. Uh, agents and officers, let me rephrase that. I don't want to be clumsy in the way that I speak. But I will tell you something that disturbs me. Although I think it's few, there's enough of them that's worrying that will comply to a local government. Now, when they do an operation like this, you have the state, FEMA, quote-unquote, and like in my state, of Ohio, you have the OEMA, Ohio Emergency Management Agency. Every one of your states have that. You also have a LEPSIC, uh, a local emergency management program council, okay? These are real. These are factual. They mean something to your locality. Now, if you really want to get plugged in, you can volunteer. Folks, every one of you out there can volunteer for CERT. Community Emergency Management, uh, Community Emergency Response Teams. I was a trained trainer, but it's basically you go out there and you have to triage people. If there's a tornado or a major event, you volunteer. It's not paid. There's nobody paid, but then... You have some different things that Homeland did, Homeland Security. They had certain programs, and now you're seeing it with the typically called Karens, the people that, oh, you're not six feet away from me. Oh, you're not wearing a mask. Those females, we all know who they are and love them. Uh, the morons. Um, this is just fact. And we've created a Stasi-like culture where you tell on your parents. You can tell on anybody in New York, Michigan, too. Hell, 
every state that hasn't opened up, they're not opening up because it's political, folks. They have turned a disease that is legit, that was a problem, but you have to remember where that disease oriented from. If you're going to Europe, you're flying at least to California, and then you're going to bounce to New York, and then from that New York flight at JFK or wherever, and you're flying all the way over to England, to Germany, to Italy, if you're coming from Asia, which is what they did. And, of course, every worker there is getting contaminated. And then you have the rat cage that is New York, and I don't mean that derogatorily. That's how they have to live. And remember, Wuhan, they were finding that the coronavirus or the Wuhan virus in Wuhan was living in the air conditioning units, the heat, the HVAC units. It was living in the piping because it's all going through this mass housing like they have in Europe, too. New York and Europe are about the only places I've ever seen that has this kind of weird-ass heating system. And, of course, some of it's steam heat. Well, put a virus on some heat. It's going to live. I, I, what did I mean heat? Normal temperature, like 70, you know, 80. You start exposing it to UV, we're now seeing that's a problem with it. And it's, and it's also morphed. So I'm not trying to say I know anything about this. I'm just saying that's what I've seen that have come out of this facts. And obviously Fauci has seen it too. Fellow Dago Paisan, right? So I have some issues with what they did. And I, and I have them for a, a firm reason. Jade Helm, 2015. I think most of you remember that. We all have small parts to play, and I had a small part to play uh, during Dark Winter. And I left that agency in 2003, January of 2003. And I went to my second agency, which has no bearing on this at all. But that's when I got involved with CERT, Community Emergency Response Teams. And I went to a train the trainers course. You had to be police or fire to do it. And I was. I was a federal cop at that time. Here's the problem, folks. They act like this shit's secret squirrel. The, the stuff they give you, they want to act like it's classified. You can't share it. You know, like, I got secret stuff. I got secret stuff. No, you don't. The American people needed to know this stuff. And then you go to Jade Helm, 2015. See, it all blends in together. Where now you have the military coming in and doing operations in selected cities, in selected places. Mostly out west. There were some in the Midwest. And, of course, it was under Obama. So it was all geared towards 
some sort of racial fucking bullshit. All right. Folks, can you not see now how you've been conditioned through, and I'm going to go deeper on Jade Helm. I haven't stopped yet. I'm going to go way deeper on it. And it may not all fit in this show, but I'll do it at another show. And I'll probably bring another person in on it. This goes deeper than you think. It's about control. That's why I use that opening song about the game. I've been playing this game since I was 17. I've seen the inner machinations. I have a duty, a clear duty, to expose it. And I'm going to. I don't give a shit the ramifications. I think that uh, my producer knows this, and I know this, and most of you now know this now. I don't care what you think of me, but the information is real. And Dark Winter was the project. Of course, Claydex is where it started. And if, if you can't see it by now, everybody wearing a mask, that's a signal. That's a signal to me, unless you're hurt, let me rephrase, unless you have cancer, unless you are an old person, Unless you have some disability that you may have an infection, whatever, I get that. Wear the goddamn mask if it makes you happy. That's not a dig on you. But mostly with the Karens, what I see, and they're male and female, they're, they're all the same. Karen's a generic term on the internet. Is these folks are usually overweight. And maybe they have, honestly, maybe they have diabetes or some other thing. I get that. I get it. Wear your mask. Not hating on you. But you don't get to enforce, and this is the problem we're having with the Karens in, in, in the state government and in the city and the county and the locals. Here's the problem. You're trying to enforce it under color of law. 1984 color of law is a real thing. Look up USC 2902. Now United States code 2902. Any official who acts under color of law to deprive another person of right. If I was a cop and I handcuff you. And I take you to jail. I have kidnapped you. That is one of the aspects to that, that even for a police officer or a peace officer, as we call them in Ohio, if I do that to you instantly, I have kidnapped you. If I was not legit, i.e. that law was bullshit. Even if I'm following a governor's orders. Remember, how did I'm following orders work out for the Germans in the Nuremberg trials? I don't think it worked out very well for them, did it? Folks, you're being sold something where you think you don't have an outlet for. You do. 
And if you don't listen to anything else other than that, I'm happy. Because now you know you don't have to sit back and be just a, uh, I'm, I'm a bump on the log. I can't do anything. City Hall will win. No, actually, it won't. And there's some real facts. Now, going back into Jade Helm, um, you didn't hear much about stuff. A lot of it, people just said, oh, there was loud noises, this, that, and the other. Well, why were they targeting people that, quote, unquote, now everybody's a racist. It doesn't matter. I mean, Angel, I guarantee you, you've been called a racist and you're nowhere near a racist, right? Uh, They've called me a Nazi. And it's funny because I'm uh, Cuban with Indian, Chinese, uh, Spaniard, Italian, um, all kinds of different things in me. But I've been called a Nazi just because I support Trump. Of course. And and that's the new normal, right, folks? Is that the new normal you want to go to? I don't think so. I think the new normal you want to go to is back to normal. And back to normal means no mask. Let, let's quit playing the game. You know, I play the game. I'm good with that. But I also know there's a reality to the game. And that reality is where we need to get back to. And unfortunately, too many people aren't doing that. And real quick, what do you think on what I just said, brother? And and you can Agreed. bounce out. Okay. So my whole point with this, folks, this is why I made this show and I wanted to do this. Is because I don't think you know your rights. It's probably the first time you ever heard of United States Code 292 or 242. It's one of those two. Damn. I hate getting old. Um, I think I think it's 292, but it could be 242. Anyways, the point is you have color of law. There's a civil part of it where you can sue and get money. And there's a criminal one. If somebody acting under color of law deprives you of your rights, if I was the cop that arrested you and took you to jail under color of law, I would be subject to up to and including life and or a death penalty for that act because I kidnapped you. Read the law. Read the law. Know what you're doing. It's very clear. If it's not correct, if it's not with a warrant, if it's not because of something you provoked, there is a remedy. I I haven't bullshitted you a bit on any of this at this point. And on that, what's your thoughts there? Um, it, I, I mean, I, I can't really uh, verify or deny, uh, you know, I wasn't there with you, but uh, I think you worked for it. Oh, yeah, they push it on you at Fletzy, Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. Yep. 
they push that on you that you don't have a free hand. You are you are cont- contained and constrained by by the laws of this nation and the Constitution. Everybody likes to say my civil rights. You know, your civil rights are your bill of rights. That's fact. Your bill of rights are your civil rights. And if they violate them, and look, folks, disbelieve me if you want, but I'll tell you the facts right now. First Amendment. What's that entail? The right of freedom of assembly, the right of free speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, i.e. Congress shall make no law abridging your freedom of Religion. That means Congress and also the president because Congress makes the laws. The president doesn't. We've allowed these people that have come in, like I said, Bush with Directive 51, Bush W, to sign some sort of order, which was Directive 51 in 2007. And um, what you see is that it's created a a silliness. And Trump, trust me, if you wanted to see a dictator, he would already be a dictator because he could have used that and abused that. And we'd be looking at, we'd be looking at problems. We would be looking at problems right now within um, the presidency because he'd be doing... Uh, violating the law heavily. But no, who's been doing it? Congress. They have been. Who's leading Congress? This is not a hoorah for for the Republicans because in my way of looking at things, they're both complicit, but the presidency hasn't been. And, And notice the media wanted you to say, Oh, Trump should be executing more powers. He should be doing this. He should be doing that. No, he did exactly what he should have done. And he finally said, open it up. And then Fauci said, yeah, I guess I fucked up. But he can't say that. He's not allowed to say that because, you know, he's an expert. Look, I have an opinion being considered in a couple areas a subject matter expert. By the government, by the way. Um, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm a specialist, not an expert. Experts, you hear this a lot in the survival community and and shooting community and all this stuff. They're expert, they're expert. Well, experts fail. They don't qualify. Ask any expert. There's been a time they didn't, if they're a shooting expert. There's been a time they didn't qualify or they didn't beat the match. If there's somebody that is an expert in uh, survival, guess what? They didn't survive. And in the end, isn't that what survival means? If you're an expert in it, you're going to survive anything. Well, they didn't. So that there's a problem there. And 
so experts don't exist. If you think they do in the medical community, well, okay, whatever. That's your opinion. I'm the foremost expert on my opinion, and that's all I am. But in all honesty, that's the only thing I am, my opinion. And you may think you're more erudite and think better than I do. Yeah, well, you've not seen enough experts fail. I've seen it plenty in my life. With that being said, I mean, folks, I'm trying to fill you in on some things that are really going to impact you. And I really want you to understand the ramifications, not just to you. If it's about you, let's say you're a grandmother or a grandfather, right? Or you're uh, a father and a mother, right? If you do something or allow something that impacts your progeny, your daughter or your son, who's at fault? It's you. It's you, period. And it's about complete ownership, complete buy-in. That's what this nation's built on. And it said so in the first clip. On the breakdown, the breakdown is when we no longer have faith in our leaders. Well, leaders are voted by you. And we see where the breakdown is. How are you going to vote now? You're going to vote for Cuomo, who thought it was a good idea to throw COVID patients in with other patients in a nursing home? (laughs) Maybe. That's up to you. That's your own vote. I won't tell you how to vote. But it definitely didn't come from the president on this one. And I'll also not make excuses for him. He's nutted up. He listened to Fauci. Look. You have to look at things by the facts and rationally. Not with Trump derangement syndrome. Not with... Uh, I support Trump. I'm a flag-waving Trump supporter. No, you have to look at the facts. And the facts don't support anything other than Congress. And everybody says this, ad infinitum, ad nauseum. They say, kick the bums out. Yet they don't. Because they like that congressman or woman in their own district. Well, that's all well and good if they're a good one. But guess what? Most of them aren't. That might be shocking to some of you. Most of them aren't. Meet them. Greet them. Touch flesh with them. Don't be afraid of that COVID. That Wuhan. Matter of fact, why don't we all just munch a bunch of bats? That's what they say it came from. That's how retarded this shit is. Look, I understand if you have to wear a mask, but honestly, the masks are show. They're useless, really, unless you need them. And really, they don't really offer you that. If you really needed one, uh, get yourself a nice NBC or now Seaburn mask. 
NBC nuclear chemical biological uh, weapons mask. That'll protect your respiratory system, but you have to change filters. Um, let me cut you. Let me cut it real quick because that's actually an cool. interesting topic. Uh, the mask originally the surgical masks, just for people who don't know, wasn't meant to stop like small bugs like this. It was meant for doctors uh, when they're in the operating room, so they when they get splattered with blood, it doesn't go into their mouth nose area. It's because that or body be fluid for that matter. It'll hit the mask, so they can remove it and not get contaminated right off the bat with something. Uh, but it wasn't meant for the usage they were being told. So you're buying like the masks, like you said, it's useless. It's not going to help you from an airborne illness or virus. Uh, that'll go right through that sucker. So you would need something really heavy-duty that could contaminate those particles. Exactly, that will block yep. those particles. And most right. of them... If you notice, they have an inlet where when you breathe in, it shuts. When you breathe out, it lets your breath go out. What exactly. You'll get, what you'll get wearing the mask, the surgical mask, or even a, a napkin, or I don't know, not a napkin, a neckerchief over your face, is you're going to start breathing in a more CO2. <laughs> a handkerchief, yeah. A neckerchief, handkerchief, yeah. You're, you're going to breathe in more CO2. Really, that's helping you? Hmm. You know, it's better than nothing, right? That's what you'll say. No, what it's better at is if you sneeze or you cough, it'll stop droplets. It's Not- like toilet paper on your face. It's doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like wiping your ass and then scratching your eye and wondering why I got pink eye. Right? Uh Somehow, some speck got on your finger somewhere. Fingernail under it. Yeah, it's crazy. Or touching a basket cart, a basket cart for shopping at Kroger, Piggly Wiggly, whatever you do. Uh, some people call them buggies. I don't know. It so that's actually a, that's a good tip. Next time you see somebody with pink eye, they might have just scratched their ass. So don't shake their hand. Exactly. If it's pink eye, <laughs> it, it don't touch their hand. Don't put your face near them. Uh, but the point is, the one good thing is it, it's told Americans, wash your filthy asses. And that's something I think that brought everything down real. Uh, the leftists, of course, their asses are pristine. There was a meme that went around a long time ago, and it was funny. It was like the U.N. comes in to 300 million dead in the U.S. This is when this bullshit first started. I say bullshit because it is bullshit. It was planned and it was executed flawlessly. Uh, but it is a real disease. But the, it was made more of than it is, in my opinion. And I'm the foremost expert only on my opinion. Um, it said they found one common trend. Every American, this is during the panic buying done by the media of toilet paper. Their asses were pristine. Think about that, folks. That's a meme. And it said that to you. So now we panic by food stuff. It depends on what the media says is going to be short on next pork. We're going to be short on beef. We're going to be short on 
spam. We're going to be short on canned goods. Uh, who are you funding? What are you doing? You you buy into fear porn? I can bring up some real fear porn if you want me to, but I'm not going to. It's stupid. Like I'm saying, use a rational, reasonable response. I will be doing a show soon, hopefully, with some others on making very sure that people know how to understand what's fear and what's not. And with that being said, thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle um, and sitting on my big orange couch, drinking your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. And love being on uh, PSN radio at this point. And got to give a shout out to Jaffe on WPRPN. And that's my show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned something.